This is Texas Soccer Radio. Texas Soccer Radio. This is Texas Soccer Radio. This is Texas Soccer Radio. Esto es Texas Soccer Radio. This is Texas Soccer Radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> this is Texas Soccer Radio. Um, we are not in a great place. I'm going to be honest. Larry and I were trying to show prep today. Normally, we have a whole list of things that we want to talk about that uh, you want to talk about that seem pertinent to everything going on in lower division soccer specifically with a san antonio and austin twist um (laughs) we're just gonna kind of let it roll tonight um not a lot of news on the austin front not a lot of news on the columbus front Ooh, big storm front though i don't know if you saw that lightning coming across um uh, so yeah you might hear that in the background it's storming it my uh, office right now so that'll be fun um but we are going to talk a little bit about san antonio fc my name is kyle Mankey. his name is larry leathers we do this every week usually in a more organized fashion but tonight we're gonna have some fun so hop in here on periscope chat um you can get at us at tx soccer radio at kyle underscore Mankey and at larry leathers 87 um of course thank you to the beautiful game network for helping us do what we do um, you can check out our BGN site if you go to TexasSoccerRadio.com. Uh, and then thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. You can get custom scarves for your group or team at RoughneckScarves.com. So, Larry, here we are, man. Um, where do you want to start this week? I, I don't even know. Not really sure where to start this. Well, I titled the episode this week, The Good, the Bad, and the Mostly Ugly. There's <laughs> not much not. good. There's mostly bad and ugly yeah. all the way around right now. It's not pretty here in San Antonio. Um, this has been a rough last two ga- We've had two games since our last episode. Um, SAFC is out on a three-game road trip right now, and it is not treating us well. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a little frustrating. The The road trip got off to a frustrating start for San Antonio because, you know, like we talked about in our last episode, Tulsa is the worst team in the conference, uh, debatably the worst team in the league, um, already eliminated from the playoffs, nothing to play for except pride. And uh, San Antonio went in there and lost 2-1. to one. Um, and then follow that up on Wednesday with a 2-0 loss in Swope Park, um, which we'll talk about both of those games in a little more detail. But um, it, it's so frustrating for this team to be in, I think they started in seventh place on this road trip, um, yeah. maybe sixth, but then you know now they're down to ninth. And um, I, I think it's pretty unlikely for OKC Energy to get up there and, and leapfrog them. But um, if you want to do better than ninth, you're going to have to really, really perform in these last four matches for San Antonio of the regular season. Um, and it's frustrating to be back at this spot. It, it feels like 2016 again. 
Yeah, and that, that six, seven, eight, nine uh, spots in the Western Conference standings is really tight. Um, in six, this Swope, they've got 49 points right now. Um, you've got St. Louis in seventh with 46, Reno at eight with 45, and San Antonio in ninth with 43. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough going from here on out. I, I said it on social media this week. I really think we've got to win at least three of the last four games to even consider us consider ourselves playoff contenders there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to need some help from St. Louis and Reno. <laughs> That's what it's going to come down to at the end of the day. We're going to need them to put some losses together there and, and help get us over that hump. Otherwise, we're going to be sitting on the outside looking in and there's not going to be any playoffs for us. I mean, if you win those 12 matches, or I'm sorry, those four matches and, and get those 12 points, um, you definitely put yourself in a great position. And it's possible that this time next week, we're talking about San Antonio, um, you know, leapfrogging two of these teams. But it's it's just really demoralizing to go to Tulsa, of all places, and not only drop points, but get nothing out of it. Um, and on top of that, you go into Swope Park, and I know you and I kind of talked about this off air, um, lots of sporting Kansas City contract players mm-hmm. playing for Swope Park there um, in that match. And not only do you lose, but Mikey Lopez also picks up his eighth yellow uh, of the season. So he'll be out for this next match against St. Louis in St. Louis, um, which, you know, whether or not Mikey Lopez is the best player on the team, you can debate. I, I think he's a solid contributor. And uh, I think it's very clear that he's one of the regulars in the 11 for a reason. So it's a loss uh, to lose him. Yeah, no, that's going to be tough. And I, I think right now I'm going to slot Charlie Ward in there to replace him. Um, we've seen Ward come off the bench towards yeah. the end of the it, I, I believe it was in Tulsa. He came in on as a sub. Uh, towards the end there um, I'd expect to see him in Mikey's place but yeah it's a big loss and um, Mikey's a solid contributor to the uh, team week after week um, and he runs the field end to end he he's wherever we need him to be whenever we need him so it's going to be tough to not have him here when we play St. Louis and St. Louis is one of those teams that we're going to have to get a win at um, not just for the three points for us, but also to keep them from advancing further up the table because they are ahead of us currently. Um, that's a, this is a big one. This is a make or break game this weekend. If we walk out of there and we don't come away with three points, our chances go down the drain for the most part. Yeah. Um, sure. The schedule here at the end of the season isn't horrible for SAFC. Um, St. Louis, Seattle, Las Vegas Lights, and RGV – uh, but Reno's got a pretty favorable schedule. St. Louis's isn't horrible either. Like I said, we're going to need some help from from those guys ahead of us right now if we're going to move up. I, I'm I'm really worried right now. I <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared about what's going to happen here with the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to be. I, I we saw this team go on incredible winning streaks. We saw them take down Phoenix and Salt Lake at different points, and um, you know some of the top teams in the league or in the conference anyway um but then you lose to Tulsa you lose to Swope Park it's just such a streaky team the 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 sad thing is is that beating Salt Lake doesn't even look like as big of an accomplishment anymore they are quickly falling out of favor here at the end of the season in the Western Conference um 
they were in first place at one point. They are down to third and falling down the ladder. In their last five matches, they've had four losses and one draw. Yeah. They're, they're falling apart here at the end of the season. Orange County's up there in first now. Phoenix is in second. Both of them have uh, secured playoff spots, guaranteed playoff spots now at this point. Um, so I don't know if it's just a matter of Salt Lake getting figured out. I know we've talked about that off air. If, if maybe that teams are just fi- finally getting their number and it's not just us, it's everybody. Right. But yeah, it's, it's I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> Yeah, this ominous put up or shut up. (laughs) It's put up or shut up at this point. Yeah. Um, One interesting note is that San Antonio FC hasn't had a draw since July 4th um, of this year. So it's kind of interesting to see, you know, that always makes for for a more volatile fan base, right? When it's all wins or losses, um, it, it feels like every week you're either on top of the mountain or falling off of it and it's been a ride this year for sure so um you know the the next matches against st louis it's it's hard to even predict at this point because you can say that they are a team that can be beaten but the same goes for san antonio yeah you you don't know what we're going to march out on the field every week and i know we seem to be getting more consistent with the 11 that we're trotting out week in and week out, but the results just aren't consistent. Um, I dare say that Lance Lang and Matt Cardoni are the bright spots on this team right now. And outside of that, you've got a whole lot of hit or miss. Yeah. Back to the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. You never know what you're going to get out of them. Split personalities with this team on the field every week. Yeah. I think it's very fair to, to criticize some of the play. Um, or at least the consistency of it. Um, I, I put on social media earlier that I kind of feel like this is a transition year for San Antonio where we're getting away from Rafa and McCarthy and uh, Elizondo and a lot of these guys who have been around for a long time, Diego Restrepo, uh, for a different reason. But um, I... I don't want to punt on the season. I'm, you know, this team could make the playoffs. This team could make a run in the playoffs. All you have to do is, is get the ticket. And then, you know, the sky's the limit after that. Um, but just looking ahead to 2019, it's kind of interesting to, to start piecing together who you think might still be here, who you think might retire or, uh, you know, go up to Austin bold or, you know, the MLS team, maybe if they need, some depth um i don't know man it, it's it might be a very fresh team in 2019 uh yeah and i we've talked about this off air it, there's a lot of that going on we've been doing a lot of talking behind the scenes about this um but yeah 2019 i'm i'm concerned with what we're going to see trot out on the field in 2019 and what kind of product we're going to have um because i'm expecting as much turnover as we saw going into this season i'm expecting more going into next year yeah um, Obviously, I'd like to see, you know, several of our guys retained and come back, you know, Cochran and Cardoni and um, Lang. I'd like to see Lang get a contract here. Um, Gordon, for sure. Um, But there's a lot of slots that may be filled with new faces going into the 2019 season. Yeah. 
Um, as was pointed out by Matt Bird, I believe, in St. Louis, um, San Antonio does have one advantage by avoiding all of those draws. Um, the first tiebreaker is wins. Um, so right now, San Antonio, Reno, and St. Louis are neck and neck there for seven, eight, nine, and they all have 12 wins. So if San Antonio can keep not drawing and, you know, get a couple wins here, that could end up being the tiebreaker between those three teams. Um, after that, I believe it's goal differential, which, which is horrible for us. Yeah. Or, or negative five, but, um, but yeah, if, if you can get a win over St. Louis and get a win uh, in some of your other games, um, sorry, man, this storm is, is distracting me. <laughs> if you can get a win over St. Louis, that's huge because you're denying them in the tiebreaker. Uh, and so this game on Saturday, you know, all of these games are important, but I, I really think the one against St. Louis is the most important. And it's the one that you have to show up for and you have to win. For sure. And it's the last game of this three game uh, road stretch. So they're not even going to be at home for it, which <laughs> the team yeah. seems to do better here at Toyota Field in front of their home fans. So hopefully, hopefully they can get it done on the road this weekend. They're certainly going to need to. Um, Raj, our friend up in Tulsa says, uh, I don't even know what happened in Tulsa for what it's worth. <laughs> and he also says Reno has a payroll schedule too. Um, Dennis Lamb, Jeff in here too uh need more speed and players that can take defenders on and beat them one-on-one um i just i think more than anything the team needs consistency from the start and it's almost like a mental thing like we've seen these guys play so well when they're coming from behind but then whatever happens in tulsa and you know they I don't know. I don't know how you fix that. I, I, I don't know. Just from looking at these last two games with Tulsa and Swope Park, I think the biggest thing is communication. And there seems to be a lack thereof when it comes to that on the field, especially on the attack. Um, lots of missed opportunities and great, great balls into the middle, but nobody there to finish them or they're just yeah. two or three feet away from where they actually need to be placed um, or whoever, whatever player it is that's there with the opportunity is out of position for, to receive that, that play in. Um, and I don't know where that breakdown in communication is because sometimes it's on and sometimes it's not. I just, I don't know how to fix it at this point. And of course, officiating is always an issue um, to the point where we don't really talk about it that much anymore. But um, you know, some calls have gone against the team and some calls have gone for the team if we're being honest. So um, you just kind of hope at the end of the season it all evens out. And this year it kind of feels like it has for the most part. Now, we, you did mention it before. I, I've got to talk about the Swope Park issue. Seven, seven players from Sporting Kansas City started in that game for Swope Park. Seven players with Sporting KC contracts started in that game. That's an issue to me. <laughs> I, I when more than half of your starting lineup is MLS players with MLS contracts, they're in the same situation we are. They need the win. They yeah. need the win. And that's how they decided to go out and get it as far as I'm concerned. Um, I feel like there's got to be some sort of limit or cap as to how many players you can send down for a game. 
um, seven successive, in my opinion. I just, I couldn't get over that one. I, I was driving home and I had, I had the stream on audio only. And I was listening as I was driving home and I heard the announcers mention seven players from Sporting KC. And I thought for sure I'd heard it wrong. And I got home, put the game up on the big screen and started combing through their lineup just to see if I could verify. And sure enough, seven players. I, I, I just don't know how that happens. I don't know that how that happens. It shouldn't be legal. There should be a cap. I don't know if it should be like three or four players called down, but it's not, it's not fair in my opinion. And it's, it's not something that SAFC can even do. I know we've got our affiliation with uh, NYCFC, but we don't play in the same stadium. We don't play in the same state. We like we're across the country from each other. It's not a viable thing for us to say, Hey, can you send down five people for us to put in this week or for the next right. few weeks while we try to make our run and get into the playoffs? It's, I don't know. I feel like there's gotta be some sort of cap on it. I know I'm ranting. I'm up on my soapbox right now and I don't typically do that, but Jesus, it. it's gotta, <laughs> it's gotta change. I can't stand it. I can't stand more soapboxes. I'm all about it. <laughs> Um, no, I agree with you, man. And I think the main argument from people is, yeah, they're signed to the MLS team, but they really only play on the USL team. And to me, that's the problem right there. Like that's not, that doesn't make anything better. Like if they are of the quality to play on a MLS team or to be signed to an MLS team, rather not play, but to be signed to an MLS team, they should only be playing in MLS games or MLS two games. And you need to get the MLS two teams out of USL. Yeah. Um, it's time it's 2018, 2019. Um, you know, I know how much that affiliation helps so many independent teams and I know it's gotten USL to where it is now. Um, but give MLS two their own league and let those guys play against each other without affecting any other competition um, or don't sign them to the MLS team, sign them to the USL team and, you know, don't swap back and forth. Yeah. I don't know. Did you see that pop up on your screen? Was that just me? What was that? Talking Cowboys. <laughs> I'm not sure what that was, but I saw something flash and I glanced and I didn't know what it was. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> so Zeke really, you got to feed Zeke and with Dak, the vision to throw down the field. Uh, now. Um, yeah. Raj says the mass exodus of MLS players called down is heartburn for us. Indie teams. I know that feel obviously a Tulsa fan and yeah, it's, I feel silly like ranting about it three years in, but like, how long is this going to go? I think you need to, you know, I'm not even saying that the MLS two teams need to have their own league. I'm saying, okay, so you have a few players, you have a few slots that are fluid for injury purposes, maybe for like coming back for rehab purposes. So you can send down player to get some time and get some minutes here and there to get them ready to come back up to MLS play. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I think you should be looking at your team and your, your roster and doing things like what NYCFC did with Mikey. Yeah. Mikey, we don't have room for you right now. We think you're a quality player. We want you to get minutes and get time. You're not going to get them up here. Sign a contract with, with San Antonio for this season and we will readdress it at the end of it. Yeah. That's the sort of stuff that should be happening. Not, Oh, we're gonna send down half the starters to go down and play a game and right. help with the help the USL team out in their playoff push. 
Right. Um, I just, I think what the NBA does is they have a certain number of two-way slots on the roster to where um, they can be called. So like the Austin Spurs, for example, the, the D league team or G league team, um, they can be called back and forth in between the full, you know, and yeah. if you have, let's say five players or, or two players or whatever you want for soccer. Um, I, I think that makes sense, but I don't know. It just cheapens everything and it's, it's just frustrating. Sam chimed in there and said that three of those Swope Park players were under the age of 20 and that we need to stop it. I don't think that has any bit. What, what does under 20 have any bearing on it? If they've got a first team contract, then that's all that matters here. Like, yeah, I don't care if they're uh, uh, yeah. sporting. <laughs> I don't care if they're homegrown young kids still. Like, if they're good enough to get an MLS contract, well, then play them up there or let them sit down there for the season at USL and get more minutes and get more experience. I'm all for young players getting yeah. minutes. It should be happening in MLS. Like, they're not going to get that much better in USL playing Tulsa. No offense, Raj. Or no, San give, Antonio FC. Give the kids playtime. I appreciate it. Give, give, them, give, them, give them time on the field. I, I think they should be getting it. Um, Sam also said there are rules around roster management between MLS and USL, active roster, player pool, et cetera. I'd be curious to know more about what those are exactly because seven players from coming down from Sporting KC is, isn't right in my opinion. So I'd love to know, know more if you could point me in the direction of where I can find that information. In the USL media guide, there's some of it. Um, they mostly address playoff qualifications or, or, you know, being eligible to play on a playoff team. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like this is probably just going to go in a circle, but I'm, I'm on board with getting that two teams out of USL and those young players need minutes. So they should be playing in MLS instead of fucking marching out Clint Dempsey until he can't move anymore. <laughs> has to retire um yeah i i don't know it's frustrating makes me it honestly it makes me care less about usl in general as a league like when when rosters are so fluid with some teams i just don't give a shit anymore like i don't know i don't know we'll see i need to step off that sorry (laughs) I got you on the soapbox too. There we go. Uh, Both of us together. Um, Let's move along here. We've got, if you got anything else about these games before we get to some Twitter stuff here, let's get to the Twitter stuff. That's, that's a lot more fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So first one we had was from Maximiliano, our our buddy at at WTF filament on Twitter. Um, He said, do we sell out any Toyota, any, any more games at Toyota field in the final games of the season? This weather has to clear up, man. Like, San Antonians are afraid of clouds and like that's it's been proven over and over like if it's looks like it might rain people don't show up so um hopefully it's good clear skies and and maybe they'll get close to a sellout I'm concerned about the Seattle game which is on the 29th because right now the long-term forecast is rain rain and more rain for the rest of the month so I don't know about that one I think if you sell out any of these games it's probably the last game of the season against rgv yeah um maybe las vegas i don't know depends on if they bring the llamas and chalice and all those guys to have some fun here well not chalice anymore I, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I know it. <laughs> let's 
some sort of stuff, and then we'll talk about our favorite uh, Vegas, ex-Vegas <laughs> member. Um, yeah, I I hope so. I hope there's a good showing for these last three regular season games. Um, um, then we've got Harry chiming in um, with Rampage rebrand tomorrow. Any ideas? And what about a nickname for SAFC? Three years should be pl- plenty of time to find an identity. Well, they actually dropped it tonight, didn't they? They did, and I do not have it up in front of me. Um, it, uh, but I it's, think it's Chimuelos. It's, it's uh, sorry. Go ahead. It's just a Dia, Dia de los Muertos rebrand for like one night for one game. Is from my understanding of it. I'm I'm cool with it, man. If yeah. it's like the flying chanclas where they just bust it out every once in a while, I'm cool with that. Um, I did like, <laughs> I got a good chuckle out of that, and the the logo and everything. It's on their Facebook. It like revolves from the rampage logo into the Chimuelos uh, logo, and it's Spanish for toothless, um, which is perfect for hockey. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's a, it's a sugar skull in their logo with a bunch yeah. of missing teeth. It's cool. I, I I dig it. I will definitely try to buy a shirt or something if they've got them for sale on their online store. I think that I think it's a neat rebrand for them. Um, yeah, I'm all about it. I need to pull it up and look at it again because I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, what about Chihuahua's this San Antonio? <laughs> <laughs> what about this nickname idea for SAFC? We've been saying that for three years, man. I. I know they want uh, they want it to be like uh, grassroots and coming from the fans, uh, but three years in, you'd think that something would have popped up. <laughs> Got nothing. I think it's nothing SAFC. Like at the end of the day, I think that's what it is. Um, I'm not even sure. I tried to think about it after I saw this this question come in earlier. What it could be, but yeah. I just couldn't come up with anything else. Um. Yeah, that's that. That's part of the problem with these more generic names, where it's just a city with FC or SC after it. Um, it's tougher to come up with these identity things because that's right. that's all you got to work with. You know, it's not some sort of cool name with it. I'd be on. fun. They would never do this. I don't think they would do this anyway, but especially now that they own the rights to it, I would be fine with them one hundred percent going with san antonio thunder and just totally scrapping safc scrapping the badge and uh redo everything san antonio redo everything yeah i i would love that like some of the most notable north american clubs are the cascadia clubs right the uh, vancouver whitecaps seattle sounders portland timbers um they're not as notable but you've got new england revolution philadelphia union like, I don't know. I'm fine with a mascot name, man. We don't have to be Europe. We don't have to be Latin America. Like, it's okay to be, it's okay to be North American in your branding. Well, you know, the going the San Antonio Thunder route may not be the worst idea, especially if this MLS jump isn't going to pan out. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's how you try to jumpstart jumpstart the soccer movement again and get fans into the stadium, rebrand the team, and relaunch the team under a new new name or an old name rather. In this case, that might that might help. It might help. I would love that, man. I, again, I don't think it'll happen, but it would be awesome if it did. Could update the crest and you know keep the black, red, and, and silver. Is that even a color? I think it's just black and red at this point. Black, red, and white um, for the most part. White. Yeah. 
like keep the colors, but yeah, I, I would be totally on board with that. Um, Maximiliano also asks any plans for off season game nights online slash in person slash let's party all super smash bros. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not going to get many complaints about that out of us. We're both big gamers. Play a lot of games. Um, there's a new Super Smash Brothers coming out. Yeah, there so is. maybe maybe once that launches, um, paired with new, Nintendo's new online feature, there we go. Um, maybe we can make something like that happen. That'd be a lot of fun. That would be, yeah, I'd be on board with that too. <laughs> um, the other half of Harry's was missed opportunities, missed expectations. Yet we still control our destiny. Can they do it, or better yet, will they do it? I think we covered this a little bit already. Um, can they do it? Sure. If the team, does, right side of the team decides to show up on any given night. Will they do it? Flip a coin at this point. Flip a coin. You never know what you're going to get with this team every night now. I hope they do it. <laughs> we both hope they do it. Right. Um, I, I hope we've got extra games to go to and playoff games to go to after the end of the regular season. But we are in a tough spot right now. Yeah. Um, also thrown in there, what would be your one piece of SAFC merch that you would have to have no matter what? So one piece of SAFC merch, if you had to pick one, do you have well, one? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't even know why you're asking me what my answer is to this question. I want a goddamn hat. That's right. Okay. I'm <laughs> sick of these crap hats. I want a better one. I want a new era, a new era flex fit cap or something like I want better hats. That's all I want. I don't yeah. even need new jerseys. I don't need anything like that. If you told me I could get a brand new hat that was a, a nice new era flex fit cap, a dad cap, whatever you want, I, I'm all over that. I hate, I hate the caps that we have right now. I'm still waiting. I'm hoping one day. We got closer with that last one, but then it's like white, and I don't want a white hat. I want like a gray hat or a black hat. I know I'm getting picky, but they asked what the one thing would be. That's, that's where I'm at. New hats, better hats. Um. Any jersey that was fiesta colored or even like a shirt that was prominently fiesta colored um, besides just the fiesta shirt that they did. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know why they run away from that so much. That Embrace your even, past Spurs. Yeah, that didn't even have that much, much fiesta colors on it, to be honest. I, I'm, all, I'm on board with that. I can support that all day long. What about a fiesta colored hat? Would you rock that? Yeah. Yeah. If they, yeah. if they did like the bright orange or the, you know, like one of those Fiesta colors is the main color of the hat. Um, I'd be on board. I like the, I really, really like the old school Spurs logo, like back in the early nineties with the Fiesta colors in there. Yeah, like that's, man. I'm all about that. I'm not as big on the new, the new merch, the retro Spurs stuff is the way to go in my opinion. And I wish this team would embrace it too. It's just so good, man. I don't know why they shy away from that so much, but whatever. Um, so over in Vegas, uh, Chelis was released from the team. He will no longer be the general manager, the technical director, Techn whatever he... Yeah. Technical director, I think is what his title officially was. Technical director who also happened to stand on the sidelines and give players instructions, almost like a coach. <laughs> Almost. You, guys, you guys probably saw me say it on Twitter, but they had to choose between 
throwing money out of a helicopter and paying Chalice and Chalice <laughs> lost that battle. Um, throwing out of a hel- money out of a helicopter was a much better idea than keeping him on. So he got the short end of the stick on that one, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, going through the USL Reddit, because that's where I am right now with this, oh God. this week's episode. We're off the uh, deep end. I noticed uh, there's a trademark by the USL trademark attorney, uh, Lansing Ignite. For okay. a team in Lansing, the Ignite, Lansing Ignite. I would assume that it's a D3 team, probably, or are they saying it's for for um, our level? It hasn't been announced by the league. It was just the trademark that got pulled, but probably for D3, I would guess. I can dig it. I can dig it. That's That's not a horrible name, and that's giving them an opportunity to brand themselves outside of just being Lansing FC. Yeah. Um, Oh, we got to speak about this one. New Mexico. Yeah. I got, I got all excited about New Mexico and a potential announcement about their crest and their branding only to find out that it was actually their supporters group announcing their branding for the New Mexico team, even though we don't have an official crest or name or anything for the New Mexico <laughs> team. Uh, the supporters group out there has decided to call themselves The Curse. Um, and it's it's go. a very neat logo with the mountains on it and everything. It's it's a great looking great looking crest that they put together, and I can totally dig on as a supporters group called the Curse. That's going to be great for them. I just hope the team name keeps up with the supporters group name at this point. So as of I need to look through their Twitter feed and try and find a more updated post, but. As of September 14th, three of the finalists for New Mexico, <clears throat> Olay, New Mexico, New Mexico Football Club, um, and the third one was New Mexico Enchanted Soccer Club. Interesting. Yeah. So those are some names. <laughs> those are not what I was expecting. Those would, I don't know about having a supporters group named The Curse with, when you've got those for, for team names. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe we'll um, come up with something better. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll the see supporters group will set the bar and then the team will have to be like, well, we need to rethink all this. Maybe they'll like ask the supporters group for the rights to that name. Hey, if the team the team name was called the New Mexico Curse, yes, yes, please. That is a great name for that team. That'd be awesome, man. I'm trying to look through their Twitter feed to see if uh, there are any more names announced, but I'm not seeing any right now. I'm gonna harass them on Twitter. Yeah, it looks like about, Enchanted is the most recent one. I'm gonna harass them on Twitter about keeping up with that supporters group name because they need to find something in that same vein. That's a good route to go down for that team. Very unique branding right there. Um, the last little quick hit I have is uh, that it was announced that ESPN Plus has a million subscribers, and a lot of places are crediting soccer fans for that. Between uh, MLS, USL, Syria, and uh, all of the other ridiculous amount of soccer content that's on there and has been on there from the beginning not Syria, but uh most of it um so yeah good for espn plus there's a lot of content on there 
Dude. I've been yeah, there's so much content on on, on ESPN Plus right now, um, but all the thirty to thirty, yeah. uh, Katie Nolan's new show, yeah. which is like John Oliver but sports ish. Lots like, of fantasy football stuff on there as well. Dennis Lamb says New Mexico Breaking Bads. <laughs> the New Mexico Heisenbergs. Yeah, the Heisenbergs would be a decent name right there. <laughs> I'm on, better call New Mexico. Ooh. <laughs> New Mexico. Oh my God. New Mexico, call me. I have names. We um, have your branding ideas, New Mexico. Come talk to us. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about this week before we go uh, watch the exciting conclusion of two NFL powerhouses, Browns versus Jets? Baker Mayfield show out there tonight. Finally got his start. Sad Not his start. Time. He didn't get his start. Tyrod is – well, Tyrod might be back by now. He was out getting checked for a concussion. Yeah, we've, so. we've been blind to it while we do this. So, we'll see. That's it. That's it all right man well if this is your first episode that you listen to this isn't the usual um but i don't know maybe it is only way to find out is to listen again next week um thank you to the beautiful game network for letting us do what we do and helping us do what we do uh, you can go to texassoccerradio.com you'll see our bgn site and be able to check out a lot of other podcasts there uh, thank you also to our sponsor roughneck scarves official scarf supplier to mls usl and u.s soccer you can get your custom scarves at roughneckscarves.com r-u-f-f neck scarves.com highly recommend them they are very quality scarves um, I don't know why I threw that in. Like, of course they are. Everybody has them. <laughs> anyway, anything else tonight, Larry? That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully we will see you guys back here at 9 p.m. next Thursday night with better news after the SAFC game this weekend. You can get at us at TX Soccer Radio, at LarryLetters87, and at Kyle underscore Mankey. Until then, we will... Uh, See what happens. I don't know. Are we? <laughs>